Welcome to Fire and Trainers Podcast Season 5, Episode 5, published on April 5th, 2023. In this episode, we'll be talking with Will Workman from Workman Protection Training on getting started in YouTube. This was a user-suggested topic and thought it would be very interesting, and I found took a few tips away for myself on maybe what I might change around. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back and relax. This one's going to be educational for all of us on YouTube. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website, FTA Protect, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. You get a 10% off by listening to this podcast and remembering to enter code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by KSG Holsters. They're professional-grade Kydex handcrafted here in the United States of America. They're available for a large variety of firearms. They're purpose-built one-by-one for comfort and concealability. All KSG holsters are Enigma compatible. There are a lot of customization options, so you can order the holster that fits your needs exactly. Remember, KSG holsters. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy to making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Will Workman from Workman Protection Training, West Virginia. Welcome to the podcast, Will, and thanks for taking your time to talk to our, our audience tonight. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so super excited to be here. Well, thank you, and uh, always, I like like it interviewing interesting people. And before we get into the questions, can you go along and give us a little bit about your background and what you kind of do in the 2A community? community? Sure, sure. Absolutely. So I am uh, fairly new to the instructing uh, community. I've been doing uh, a lot of private coaching and um, kind of private classes within the last year or so. Uh, but I got into uh, self-defense about eight years ago uh, when I first started concealed carrying. And I grew up in a home around guns, but pretty much the only um experience that I had with firearms was through hunting. So I can probably count two times in my entire childhood where I actually fired a pistol. Uh, so I went into getting my concealed carry permit, having no idea what I was doing um, and just kind of have have learned who to listen to and who not to listen to and have uh, had the pleasure of training with some really, really cool people. Um, so I just kind of basically got into um, self-defense on my own and just have learned from some really cool people along the way and uh, just kind of starting out to share that with others. Well, that's great. And, uh, you know, as a new instructor and such listening to podcasts, um, I'm very honored to have you on because you yeah. suggested this topic tonight and I thought it would be very interesting because obviously I'm in the audio podcast realm of things mm -hmm. and you wanted to talk about kind of some of the stuff that you do in youtube which yeah. uh looked at some of your videos and such and uh and it started made me make me think maybe i should really consider about doing more of a uh you know video type yeah. you know, i know several podcasts that do both um, mm -hmm. but i've never made that jump over onto the video side probably because i keep keep getting told i got the face for radio so i keep yeah. <laughs> uh I, I keep it hidden from that standpoint but, yeah <laughs> but can you go along and kind of summarize what's your thoughts about why should instructors think about getting on youtube and you know start doing those uh you know videos yeah yeah absolutely so i'll tell you a little bit i'll tell you your uh, listeners a little bit about my channel so i really focus on uh kind of the beginner concealed carry basics 
So all the things either that you don't get in your basic concealed carry class, or if you live in a constitutional state where you're not getting a a concealed carry class, uh, a lot of people go into self-defense and go into concealed carry having no idea what they're doing. They don't know what type of gun to buy. They don't know what type of holster to buy. They don't know um, you know, what type of ammunition to buy. They don't even know how to shoot a gun sometimes because that's how I was going into uh, getting my first handgun. I literally like didn't even know how to hold the thing. I didn't know, you know, how to shoot it well. I didn't know what was a safe holster and what wasn't. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I focus on on my channel is what are the very baseline beginner basic uh, questions that people have going into it. Um, and these are questions that, uh, you know, they they need to know, but they're maybe too intimidated to ask, or they just don't want to pay to go to a class just yet, but they just kind of want questions. Maybe they want to take a class, but they want to get a gun and a holster first. So they kind of need to know what to buy first. Um, so that's kind of what my channel focuses on. Um, but I just think that as firearms instructors, YouTube is such a huge opportunity to be able to answer questions for people. Because what you're doing on YouTube is you're you're really accomplishing three things. You're building trust. So first of all, you're building an audience. You're building people that want to listen to you and want to learn from you. And you're also building trust. People are trusting what you say the more they listen to you and the more they see you know what you're talking about. And then you're building a community. So you're you're building a group of people that want to get together and train with you. And once they listen to you enough and see this guy, you know, he he gives me value for free and he gives me basic answers to these questions. And he's kind of prepared me to get to the point to where I'm I'm ready to go take some classes. Um, then they really feel that sense of community and trust and they just get to know you as a person. So I think that it's a huge opportunity for instructors and not many are taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I've realized, you know, especially over the last four years that I've had the podcast and we've also gone through the pandemic that yeah. going along and seeing people mm-hmm. is kind of, is one of those key elements in going along and having communication. Yes, right. we can, you can turn the radio on and we can, you know, sing along the songs and everything else like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, MTV took off because they put video with, with the right. music and right. same thing with, um, you know, podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of different podcasters that go along and do the video and, and, and the audio, because it mm-hmm. gives you more, more channels. And the one thing with social media that is, uh, challenging in a lot of ways is you've got lots mm-hmm. of different channels that you can go out on you know you, you've got youtube right. tiktok you know snapchat i mean they've they've all got their limitations and advantages to sure. it you know twitter facebook and mm-hmm. each one of those you've got to realize who you're engaging who's your audience is mm-hmm. and kind of give them you know what they're wanting expecting you know those those types sure. of things Sure. Yeah. The big difference with YouTube too, is that, you know, all those other platforms are social media platforms and a lot of them, uh, businesses think about firearms instructors think about, they think, you know, I'm starting a firearms, uh, instructing business. So got to have a Facebook page. I've got to have an Instagram. And they kind of think about having at least that basic information online for people to find them. Um, and then, you know, maybe some updates on classes or some short videos or pictures and kind of updates on what they're doing with their students, which is great. Like that's 
that's a great way to do, uh, you know, to have a presence online. But the thing that separates YouTube from other social media platforms is that YouTube is not just social media. It's the biggest, you know, it's a part of Google. It's the biggest search engine in the world. So people aren't going to YouTube because they want to connect with their friends or see what's in their area or just kind of browse things. They're going to YouTube for specific questions that they have, and they're going there to dig for those answers. So if you're the instructor that keeps showing up and giving them those answers, then they're like, oh, like this, this guy knows what he's talking about. And I know his teaching style. I know how he teaches his students. I know how I'm going to be treated, how I'm going to be talked to if I take one of his classes. So, you know, eventually, once you start building that trust and you're answering those questions for them, then they're sold on your instructing. Mm -hmm. And when you go along and I've had John Korea from Active Self-Protection on and you look at, you know, he's got million plus viewers Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, You know, a lot of videos, you know, he comes out, you know, he's he's made it big because he's got his own staff that does the video editing that, you know, he does the analysis and they piece it all together, make sure it gets published on time, the right format, the right channels, all the, all those types of things. And, yeah. and honestly, he's probably the most successful, uh, uh, oh, two yeah. a advocate, uh, with, yeah. without a doubt when it comes yeah. to YouTube and, and things like and that. Definitely like most respected in the two a community. I mean, there's some huge, like gun entertainment channels that have tons of subscribers for, you know, seeing how many bullets they can shoot through things or how much they can blow up. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's entertaining. Like it's, you know, I see why people watch it for sure. Um, but yeah, John and, and the whole team at Active Self-Protection, they what they do is they bring so much value to their viewers. Um, and John with, you know, he just basically started out doing the breakdowns of the self-defense videos. And like, I, I I admire John so much. I'm a huge fan of John. I've taken some classes with him. He's an awesome guy. Um, but it's not that like John is like this superhero that, you know, is the only one that can do that. But the mm-hmm. reason he was so successful is because he knows his stuff. He's very knowledgeable. He's very intelligent. He's trained like crazy, but no one else was doing it on YouTube. So, you know, he just kind of showed up and was like, I've got this expertise. I've been doing it. Uh, he started out doing it with, uh, I think, his jujitsu classes, taking it to his uh, jujitsu instructor and saying, you know, how can we work with this? I, I watched this video where this guy had to defend himself. And so he basically just took that and said, well, nobody's doing this and I can bring value to people in that way. Mm-hmm. And and it's been huge for him, which is just awesome. Like it's, I've, I really, like John was getting into YouTube and kind of becoming more and more popular on YouTube right as I was starting to conceal carry. And so I've followed John for like seven years. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, to a quick plug for uh, John also, he's got a social media marketing for, uh, for the 2A Facebook group that is yeah. out there that he, you know, people post questions about mm-hmm. social media and 2A, yeah. you know, how do you go along post classes? How do you go along and, you know, say the evil G word, you know, yeah. gun, you know, right. and, you know, do, do things like that so you can engage. And he's got some very good, again, he's very willing to share. So, you yeah. know, he's a definitely yeah. a great resource when it comes to not only yeah. gun advice and mm-hmm. doing those analysis, but also from the standpoint of if you get on the fa- right Facebook group, he'll 
you know, you'll see them commenting on people's yeah. questions. And then at the same active. time, that same group, guess what? There's plenty of other people that are, that maybe not be on the same level as John, but are mm -hmm. definitely rising stars and they yeah. will give you advice too. And that's one of the things I, I really love about the 2A community as a whole is, you know, everybody's out there to help each other because you realize yeah. that, um, you know, the common enemy that we all have is politics and rust. So we can right. go along and um, <laughs> right. uh, fight, right. fight it together from that yeah, perspective. Yeah. And we all started out as beginners in some, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, at one time or another. So I think there's a lot of sympathy for this is a complicated thing to, you know, be able to, to improve your skills and improve your mindset and defend yourself well. And so we have this community where we want to help those that are getting into it because it's an exciting thing to get into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's important to make sure people know what they're doing, why they're yeah. doing it, because yeah. if you defend yourself, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be a bad day. If you don't do right. it right, it's going to be a horrible day because you will end up right. in jail and, you know, or worse, you know, along right. those lines for. Right. Let me ask you this question. I know you said sure. YouTube owned by Google, mm -hmm. the largest search engine in the world. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts about uh, uh, Vimeo and uh, uh, Full30? for alternative, uh, you know, video publications. Any thoughts yeah, on those? I'm not super familiar with those. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with them, but like I said, the main, so the main thing that I've focused on on my channel to really build an audience is just answering those specific questions. Mm -hmm. um, so currently, like I'm not on Instagram, I'm not on TikTok, anything like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with those platforms, uh, but social media and hosting platforms are are good if people are looking for you if that makes sense but as far as stumbling upon you because they want those specific answers for those questions i think youtube is definitely the place to go for that well that's good to know what do you how do you get started i mean can you you know as i said i've I'm in the podcast yeah. world, but I just yeah. have not gotten into the video side of things and if I wanted to start doing um you know, start doing my own YouTube videos. How would it go about mm -hmm. starting doing that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, pretty much everybody has a smartphone. Um, I would say that's that and, and maybe a decent mic. And I'm talking like a $50 mic uh, is pretty much all you need. I mean, if you have those and you can prop up your phone with a couple of bookends or whatever, you can make YouTube videos for sure. Um, so the production side, uh, I always tell people that there's two uh, components to being successful on YouTube um, and just being successful in general at anything in life, I think. And one is uh, consistently showing up. So consistently, you know, if you're going to post once a month or twice a month or once a week, or if you're going to do YouTube shorts every day, uh, whatever it is, stick with it. So show up consistently and provide value and then be willing to grow and learn. And that's pretty much it, because no matter who you are, unless you're coming from a full time job and education where you have produced tons of videos, your your first video is going to be crap. It just is uh, your first 10 might be crap. Like I, I know that like my first hundred, like when I get to like 300, 500 videos, when I look back at like my first like 50 videos, I'm going to be like, what in the world am I was I doing, you know? Um, yeah. so I, get the, I, I get the same thing with my probably first hundred podcasts Yeah, where yeah. you go along listening and it's like <laughs> a whole bunch of ums and ahs yeah. and I li listen to them again. And then it's like, ah, you got to cut yeah. that out. And yeah. hopefully in the last uh, hundred, <laughs> I've done a lot better than I did in the first hundred. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's really similar. I mean, you get more and more comfortable. Um, but I think that that's what holds people back a lot of times in the beginning is I don't know everything about um, YouTube. You know, I don't know when to post or, you know, what to what to even post, what type of videos to post or the production quality. I don't know what camera to buy. I don't know what mic to buy. You know, should I have lighting, all this stuff? And we think, well, it's got to be this amazing production right off the bat. But it doesn't. All it has to do is uh, answer questions. So I follow a method, method that is just, uh, I'll plug uh, Think Media. If you're interested in YouTube at all, the Think Media YouTube channel is phenomenal. They've got some online uh, classes on how to uh, start a YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff. But they talk about a method that is just answer simple, stupid questions. And that's pretty much what I do on YouTube. So uh, when I started out, I knew nothing about video production. I knew nothing about editing, like had never edited a video before. Uh, I didn't know much about SEO. I didn't know much about YouTube in general, but I just bought some books and I started reading. And I think as a firearms instructor, the question that you have to ask yourself is, do you know how to educate? Do you know how to teach a class? Do you know how to answer simple questions in class? And if the answer to that is yes, then why can you not do that in front of a camera? Like there's no reason. Mm -hmm. um, right. And the amazing thing about that is if, if I have a class of 20 people, right? And one person raises their hand and says, yeah, like what, what type of holster should I buy? Um, or, or better yet, what type of handgun should I get for concealed carry? Right. Cause they want like, tell me the model and that, you know, I don't know anything about this person, but they want exactly what gun to buy. Well, that's a complicated question, right? So there's kind of some factors in that. So when I answer that question for that person in class, I'm answering it for them and I'm answering it for maybe the 20 other people in class. But when you're on YouTube, you can record that answer to that question and, you know, lay it all out and, and explain it well and be clear about your answer. Um, and then you're able to record that one time and you never have to touch it again. And a year down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, when, when these people are still looking for that answer, they're able to find you answering that question and connect with you in that way. So it really doesn't take anything to get started other than being willing to post consistently, make videos and publish them consistently. And then, uh, being willing to learn and grow consistently. Uh, Sean Cannell with Think Media talks about getting 1% better with every video. Yeah. Well, how do I go along and edit them? Because like I said, the first hundred podcasts I did, there were, mm -hmm. there were some retakes. There were some things yeah. where um, um, Mike Seeklander, we had to record it a yeah. second time. Yeah, that was really embarrassing with him. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> he was very gracious about it. Uh, yeah. How do you go along? What are some of the ideas? Do I have to spend a bunch of money to get software in order to edit my videos and do and upload uh, along those lines? Or are there cheaper alternatives yeah. for it? Yeah, not at all. So I use iMovie for all of my editing. Um, I'm sure that eventually I will upgrade to um, Final Cut Pro. That's kind of the more advanced uh, video editing that a lot of, of uh, creators and videographers use is Final Cut Pro. Uh, but it's it's fairly pricey. I think it's like 100, 150 bucks or something. Uh, so iMovie, honestly, for basic stuff, it works great. Like you can add music, you can add graphics, you can, um, uh, you know, cut snippets out, you can change things around, you can do all kinds of editing in iMovie. 
And, um, and then another one that I would suggest for sure, uh, probably the number one thing that people that are starting on YouTube need to use is uh, Canva. So Canva is a free website. You make an account. It's totally free. And you can make all of your thumbnails on Canva. You can make graphics. Like if you want it to pop up and say, you know, click here to subscribe on your video or whatever, then uh, you can do that on Canva. You can have, you know, all kinds of graphics and stuff like that. And then you can actually pick like thumbnail templates and just put your picture in it, change the font, change the color, whatever. Uh, but anything like digital, and I'm not like, I, I don't have a, a degree in uh, graphic design. I have no background in graphic design whatsoever. Uh, but Canva makes it really, really easy to uh, design those thumbnails and add graphics. And what I've found actually in the YouTube community is even these people that are, you know, have millions of subscribers and are making tons and tons of money and, and are really successful, they still use Canva because it's just like the number one thing. There's just nothing better out there and it's totally free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk, talking about um, people that are making a bunch of money. Sure. I know, you know, there are people, you know, John Cree, obviously, with a million subscribers and such, he makes mm -hmm. good money at doing what he does. Can you go along and uh, what are the parameters on YouTube to where you can start making money or what, what are some of the, some of the thresholds that you want to get to from a production standpoint so that you, I guess, get higher in search results, get, get paid for it, you know, all those kind of things that make sure. things a lot better for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of, the, those are kind of the two things that you can do with YouTube as a firearms instructor, you can use it. As and I think you can completely do both at the same time. You can use it to basically advertise your product of instructing and um, you know what you're what you're what you do for a living and what you uh, provide to in-person customers. And then there's making money on YouTube, and that can you know we can call that your side side hustle for now, right? Because if your goal is to get in front of people, answer their questions, and add value. People are going to start subscribing. People are going to start watching, especially if you're providing more and more value and getting better with each video. So as you gain subscribers, um, there's a few ways that you can make money. Um, the first kind of threshold that you want to get to is you want to get to a thousand subscribers and I believe it's 4,000 watch hours. Um, so, and then there's another threshold that YouTube just added uh, in February for shorts, for YouTube shorts, which are just kind of like short snippets. Um, so those can either be separate content or they can be snippets of your long form content. So I kind of do a mixture of both with my shorts. Um, but you want to get to that thousand subscriber um, and one and 4,000 uh, watch hours. And then I think it's like 90... 90 mil, 9 million watch hours with YouTube shorts. It's some like big, crazy number, but YouTube shorts is being pushed really hard right now because it's kind of a newer thing. So I'm getting, you know, 10 times, 30 times, 50 times the amount of views on my YouTube shorts than I am my full length videos. So it's easier to get views on shorts. But so for uh, YouTube AdSense, uh, the that's the threshold you want to get to is a thousand subscribers, four thousand uh, watch hours, and once you get to that point, basically YouTube splits the ad money with you. So when you click on a video on YouTube, it shows a little ad. So sometimes it's like fifteen seconds, sometimes you can skip after five seconds, whatever. Mm -hmm. But that ad that pops up 
you get a certain percentage of that and YouTube gets a certain percentage of that. So once you pass that threshold, then you start getting a portion of that money. And it's not a ton. It's really not. Um, But if you're continuing to grab people's attention with your thumbnails and draw them in and the value of your videos is good enough that people are staying till the end to watch your video, then YouTube will continue to push that video for more people to see. Mm -hmm. Um, and the algorithm, you know, you hear a lot of YouTubers talk about the algorithm as if it's like a bad thing. Uh, but the algorithm is working really hard to push your video to the people that want to see them. Uh, but if you're, uh, not holding the audience's attention, so if they're clicking on it and they're like, I'm not getting anything out of this and they leave, then YouTube's not going to push it anymore. Or if people are not clicking it because your thumbnail is not good, then YouTube's not going to push that anymore. So um, that's important to be mindful of. But that's kind of the base level of making money on YouTube. Then the more intentional next step is uh, affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing basically means uh, if you have a company that you want to work with, then you tell people about it within your video. And you say, so I'll give you an example. One of my affiliates is Mountain Man Medical. Uh, so there's a plug for them. Uh, they are an awesome company. I carry a lot of their trauma kit stuff and um, they're awesome. So uh, in my videos, I say, you know, go check out my friends over at Mountain Man Medical. They have amazing trauma gear. My affiliate link is in the description below. So when people go to the description and they click that link, it takes them to Mountain Man Medical's website. And if they buy something while they're on that website, then I make a percentage of uh, that sale. So it's basically similar to the AdSense, except I'm able to choose specifically what products I want to, um, you know, talk about on my channel. So mm-hmm. I will say something to be careful of is you you are keeping or losing your audience's trust with who you choose to be affiliates. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Like I'm a huge Marvel fan, right? Does that have anything to do with my channel at all? Not really, right? So I'm not going to say like, oh, go check out this comic book store or go check out this toothbrush or this new skateboard or whatever, because mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with my content. I want to be sharing companies that um, value what I value. And I, and I know my viewers are going to like this. My viewers are going to want to buy these type of things. And my viewers are going to find value in this. So John Korea does an amazing job at this because his affiliates are, you know, target providers, ammo providers, mountain men, medical, other instructors, like it's all things within his niche. So not only are you able to make more money through that, but your audience is is trusting you more because of that. Um, And then the third way, which not a lot of people do, especially within the firearms world, but there are a few is online courses. Um, so one YouTube channel that is starting to do this and do an incredible job at it is Warrior Poet Society. Mm-hmm. So Warrior Poet Society is absolutely huge. Um, and John Lovell is a great guy. I love um, his his brand, his, you know, all the things that he's got to say. But they started actually Warrior Poet Society Network. And I think they have some kind of, you know, funny shows of behind the scenes of them and things like that. But they have legitimate firearms training classes on Warrior Poet Society Network. So you can actually sell. So let's say I wanted to do a um, basic gun safety class, which I probably will do in the future, but I don't have it yet. 
um, then I could say in my videos, you know, if you're new to firearms and you want just a basic uh, gun handling class, a basic gun safety class, then, you know, click this link and whatever price I set it as, then that's my digital product. So I'm not splitting that with anybody. That's mm -hmm. that's my product that I'm able to sell. And if I record that, then I record it one time and then I put it on my website. And every time somebody clicks on those videos and they decide I want to buy that, then I'm making money off of that uh, sale every time. And that's just money in your pocket because you're not splitting it with anybody because you're not advertising. So that's kind of the three ways is the uh, ads on YouTube, the affiliate marketing, and um, then your own digital products. Um, and then there's also sponsorships, which are similar to affiliate marketing. But basically, people would uh, companies would pay you for specific videos uh, beforehand rather than based off of how much products people buy, but very mm -hmm. similar to affiliate marketing. Yeah, and, and I think the one thing to, that everybody has to keep in mind Mm -hmm. Is that when you go along and you're working on the sponsor on the advertising, it's pennies that you're getting yeah. per video. Yeah. So you've got, but you go along and multiply that by, you know, a hundred views and you've mm -hmm. got, you know, $1 maybe, right. but then you go along and multiply it by 10,000 views or a million views. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you realize that a penny adds up really fast. And right. that's where, you know, John Cree has done a very good job in doing things mm -hmm. because yeah, he might only get a penny for every time you watch one of his videos, but guess what? He's got two and a half million viewers, right. uh, subscribers right. type of thing. And, I mean, and the amount of videos that he has. Yeah, because you get paid to, later for this week's and then yeah. and all the other weeks. And you know, right. I, I even see that on on this podcast to where, mm -hmm. yes, this week I'll have a certain number of downloads, but guess what? Episodes one through a hundred are also mm -hmm. getting hit by new instructors that want to go along and listen to that content. Right. And, you know, right. that's, that's valuable for the, the advertisers that I have. So yes, sure. Sure. Ma ma makes, yeah. makes a lot of sense along those lines. Yeah. And if people and are interested, or I was going to say, if people are interested in finding more about affiliate marketing, we mm -hmm. talked about that in episode one Oh one to kind yeah. of get a primer, because you can not only do that in your videos, you can do that on, on your website. You can do that mm -hmm. uh, with your advertising, you know, in your classroom, right. doing different things along those lines. So long as they click on that specific link that the, that the providers uh, given you, then you're in good shape. Right. Right. And if you choose your ideas and your, um, you know, your video topics carefully and you choose them really well, then they will do several things for you and they could make you money in several different areas. So let's say I do a holster review on a specific holster. Okay. And I talk about holster safety. I talk about what the criteria are for a safe holster, for a quality holster. Um, and then I have an affiliate program with that holster company, right? So I'm going to show clips of me teaching. I'm going to show clips of me shooting. I'm going to show clips of me, uh, you know, using the holster and drawing from the holster so that people can see that. And I'm probably going to talk about my classes some in that. So the first thing that I'm doing is I'm advertising for my instructing, right? Because mm -hmm. people are getting to know me, they're trusting me and they're seeing what I do. Um, I'm also giving them absolutely free value because if they were looking for information on that holster or what type of holster to buy, then they found it and I'm just giving it to them for free. And then the third thing that I'm doing is if I have an affiliate program with that holster, then I'm making money if they buy that holster. 
So I'm advertising for myself. I'm serving the viewer well. I'm not tricking them into anything. I'm 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 providing value and knowledge to them. And then I am, you know, opening that door to affiliate marketing to be able to possibly kind of have some money on the side from that as well. So you can be really creative with it, but you can accomplish all of those things all within the same videos. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you the million dollar question, because most yeah. people that have been out in social media know that social media as a whole mm-hmm. is not very gun friendly. Yeah. How do you go along and get past those sensors and different things like that, that go along mm-hmm. and say guns are bad and we don't want to promote your videos. We don't want to do things like that. Is there a special formula to be able to get past those? So it's a tricky thing because uh, as, as two a people and as conservatives, you are, you're playing in somebody else's sandbox, right? So you have to play by their rules, unfortunately. Um, and it's my understanding there have been a lot of new rules on YouTube this year. Like, um, I think you can't show, uh, yourself like putting on, on a suppressor and taking off a suppressor and, um, like changing certain gun parts. And like, there's very specific, very odd rules when it comes to like what you can do with guns on YouTube. So I would definitely encourage people to read those. Um, a lot of them are designed specifically for ARs because that's, you know, what's in the public eye and, and what, um, a lot of people on the left want to talk about a lot. I, as of right now, don't do anything with rifle training, uh, just because that's not my area of expertise right now. I'm a handgun guy. I've done a little bit of rifle training, but I, I'm, I don't know enough to instruct people on that yet. So I don't have anything on my channel related to rifles. Um, as far as instructing, the only thing that YouTube is really going to look for is if you're being unsafe. So if you're doing things that are inherently dangerous, inherently threatening, inherently, um, you know, violently motivated or something like that, then it could definitely be a problem on YouTube. Which we shouldn't be doing as instructors anyway, (laughs) promoting, you know, responsible gun ownership. Right. Uh, so there's that. But as far as um, YouTube's, I guess, underlining uh, reasons for what they what they want to do, YouTube wants to make money. So mm-hmm. there's a reason that YouTube has not just said no more guns on YouTube. Right. It's because they make a killing off of people like John Korea. Like they make, they make a ton of money. And so because of that, they want you to be successful. Like they really do. Um, mm-hmm. the algorithm doesn't hate you as a conservative, as a, as an instructor. It really doesn't because there are, uh, you know, two A people on, on YouTube and gun related channels that are doing amazing. So it's obvious that they're not just shutting down channels because they have guns on them or anything like that. Um, they want you to be successful and they know that if they cut off gun people, so many, not only uh, creators, but consumers of YouTube would leave YouTube. Like as far as channels that I'm subscribed to, there's probably like three that are not gun related. Like every, Mm -hmm. everybody that I follow is, is gun related. So that's, that's what I do on YouTube as a consumer. Um, so I think that people kind of build that up in their mind that, oh, YouTube is against guns. And yes, they do have some specific, really weird, bizarre rules uh, that you have to be careful of. But as far as just instructing or training or especially like doing talking head videos where you're kind of demonstrating things or explaining things, 
um, they want to make money off of you. So they want to push your videos to where you get more subscribers, get more views. Uh, so YouTube is not against you just because you're a gun person, as long as you're doing things that are safe. Good. Well, hey, we've been talking about creating videos and, and how to monetize and things like that. But here, here's the real crux of the matter in my mind. What are your suggestions for making an engaging video so that people do get, uh, you know, we do get a thousand subscribers. So we do get, you know, 4,000, you know, you know, watching hours, you know, those, those mm. types of things, because, uh, I've seen some good videos. I've seen some bad videos and what's your yeah. formula. Yeah. So really what you need to do, what I focus on is what does the viewer want? What did they come there for? Um, so when you're thinking about how to start a video, uh, or let's, let's start with title. So you kind of have the idea, like, let's, let's use the example of, of the holster, like, uh, you know, best holster of 2023 or top five holsters or whatever. Um, you want to be thinking about what is the viewer looking for? What are they searching for? Um, so there's several different tools that you can use to kind of search keywords to find what is, uh, highly searched, but lower competition. Uh, so VidIQ is a really cool website that does a really good job of that. So it, it does that. It searches how much uh, people are searching for it versus how many videos are already in place answering that question. Um, so you want to look for, you know, what video can I provide to viewers that are looking for these specific questions? So you come up with an idea, you come up with a title, you come up with a thumbnail that kind of shows a snippet of this is kind of what you're going to get in that video. So you want to you want to have things in the thumbnail that are kind of engaging and give curiosity. So if I said like, um, you know, best uh, best gun of 2023 and I had a Glock 48 like that was the cover. Like, why would you click on that video? You know what my opinion is, right? <laughs> because you mm -hmm. see like, well, there's the answer to the question, like no reason to watch the video. Um, so you kind of have to do some curiosity, maybe have several different guns lined up, maybe have yourself kind of thinking with some guns in the background. I do a lot of stuff like that. Uh, maybe do like a blurry gun so people can't really tell what it is and they want to click to find out. So um, in order for people to be engaged, they have to click on your video. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's called the click through rate. You really want people to click on your video and give you a chance. So once they're on your video, um, one one mistake that I see a lot of people make, and I definitely made with my first several videos, is that you want to kind of introduce yourself, right? You want to say, "Hi, I'm a workman. I've got this firearms training company. Here's what I do. Here's what I'm passionate about. I'm excited to tell you about this today." And then here's the video. But what happens is people get halfway through that introduction and they're like, he's not answering my question. He's not getting to the point. Um, so you want to engage people like within the first 10 seconds, you want to tell them like, this is what you are going to get out of this video. So we have what's called the hook. So the hook is basically saying like, you're in the right place and I'm going to give you what you want. So in your hook, you want to say something like, um, you know, so for instance, the top five guns in 2023, um, you know, you would say something like, so you're looking for the best concealed carry handgun this year. I want to tell you about the absolute best ones that I've found, you know, stay tuned and I'll tell you why, or, or something like that. You want to mm -hmm. have some type of hook that hooks them in, uh, before you do any kind of introduction of who you are. 
Um, and then when you introduce yourself, you don't want to have this big, long intro music video that's 10, 15, 30 seconds long. Uh, mine is like five seconds, maybe. Uh, and it's literally just my logo popping up with some music playing in the background. I jump on, I say, um, you know, I'm Will Workman with Workman Protection here to give you the skills, tools and mindset to protect yourself and your family. And that's it. Like, that's the only introduction that I give for my channel because they don't need to know my entire resume. They don't need mm -hmm. to know all the classes that I offer. They don't need to know who I've trained with. Like they're there for that specific question. And they'll, they'll uh, find that out if they click through, uh, click yeah, and look through yeah. through your comments and things like right. that. You right. know, but right. you got to get them to stay around long enough to do yeah, that. Exactly. Um, so you want to kind of give them enough through the video that they want to keep watching. So you want to, you know, kind of string them along and, and not waste time and say, all right, here's this information. And now I definitely want to tell you about this. And now you've got to know about this and you have to know about this. And this is really important. And you may even say things like stay till the end because I'm going to reveal this to you or I'm going to tell you my pick for my pistol that I bought this year or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but you want to keep them engaged throughout the entire video. So sometimes that means you know, scripting and recording a 15 minute video and then turning it into a four minute video because you you cut out the fluff um, and, and you can script better in the beginning so you don't have to do as much editing, but you want it to be meat and potatoes, what you came here for, value, value, value throughout the entire video, no wasted space. Um, and then at the end, you want them, the, the goal at the end of that video is to get them to watch another video. So when you have two or three videos on YouTube, you're not going to be able to do this well because your topics may be very different. So mm -hmm. I, like my first few videos, I did one on uh, the Active Self-Protection National Conference, and then I did one on how to build a trauma kit. Well, those things are within the same niche. They fit in the same channel, but they're not directly related. So somebody that's you know looking for a training uh, conference may click on that Active Self-Protection video, but they're not, they may not be looking to build a trauma kit right then. Um, but once you get more and more and more, like, let's say you do a video on grip and then you have one on trigger pull, then that's perfect. Cause they get to the end of your, your video and you're like, here's the next step. Like, here's the next logical thing. Um, so as you get more and more videos on YouTube, when you get to the end, you want to keep them watching your videos because the more you do that, the more YouTube will push your, your videos to them moving forward. That's, uh, yeah, that's very very good information to uh, know and consider about you know how to how to get things engaged so I really appreciate you talking about that yeah hey, hey will could you go along we've been asking all our uh, guests this season and name a event class or 2a event that you think uh, people would be listening to this would be interested in going to you know something sure. local or national doesn't doesn't matter but something to uh, educate people about what's yeah. out there yeah absolutely um, so I would definitely say the Active Self-Protection National Conference. Um, I think of all the training that I've been able to do, um, it's it's the best bang for your buck. Uh, I tell people that it's like a, a buffet of firearms instructors. Like instead of paying, you know, 400 bucks to do this two-day class and, you know, 700 bucks to do this program and then 200 bucks to do this half-day class or whatever and flying all around the country to have to, you know, like if I want to take a class from um, Adam Winch, Defenders USA, um, John Curry at Active Self-Protection and uh, Brian Hill with the Complete Combatant, 
Like I'm going to have to pay thousands of dollars, not just for their classes, but to have to travel to all of those different locations. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you go to the active self-protection conference, like you can choose those courses while you're there and it's 600 bucks. It goes to an amazing charity. Um, and it's just an incredible weekend of training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If people aren't familiar with the active self-protection training, uh, John Korea and all the instructors are donating their time so it can go to mm -hmm. the, um, host there and the work that they do with kids. So mm -hmm. all the money uh, goes in, you know, outside the expenses go into, uh, you know, the charity, uh, there that they are using their facilities for. So it's a very worthwhile cause and talking yeah. to, uh, John and Neil about that in the past. And it's, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a rare conference to go yeah. along and be that generous to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so. just an amazing like networking opportunity for instructors as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's put it this way. Networking is also, you know, one of the key things to make sure that not only can you, um, you know, know who people are in the industry, but you can also learn from them. Yeah. You know, because yeah, you know, John Korea will be very open and tell you some of the things he did early on, you know, with mm -hmm. YouTube videos that didn't work out very well. And he's yeah, obviously he's got to refine quite a bit better now than right. what he did. <laughs> I don't know, he's been doing it seven, eight years now. I mean, it's just yeah. kind of mind boggling to think about how many videos he's got out there. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, while we're uh talking about that, I'm gonna go along just pull that up for a uh yeah, he's got 2.88 million yeah. uh, subscribers to it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, yeah. uh, again, crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy about it. And the, the amount of value that they add. So he they post 19, I believe it's 19 pieces of content every week. Uh, because they have, you know, the the badge cam videos and the the podcast that Mike does and the, you know, range monkey videos and the extra videos, like it's just a crazy amount of content, but it's so much value. Um, so yeah, the channel is amazing, but the conference is incredible to be able to train with all those guys and all the other instructors. Yeah. I said, you know, 2.88 million subscribers and just a couple of his, uh, first row popular videos. First one, 20 million views, next yep. one, 15 million views, 14 million views. 14, 13 million, 12 million. Those are just the first six that, that come up. So you go along, yeah. add that up. And if that was a penny for every view, yep, that's <laughs> a lot of pennies. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pennies. That could, that could pave a lot of parking lots. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people find out if they want, um, you know, see what you're doing on your YouTube channel or want to see, uh, you know, what you're doing overall or reach out to you? How can they, uh, how can they engage with you? Yeah. So uh, my YouTube channel is just called Workman Protection. Um, so definitely check me out on there. Uh, I post a video every single week and then I post a YouTube short every single day. Um, so I'm I'm on there constantly. Uh, my wife and I both are, are constantly on our phones uh, checking YouTube and, and she gets mad at me because I'm always looking at analytics and commenting back to people and stuff. <laughs> Um, but they can definitely connect with me there um, or by email. My email is workmanprotectiontraining at gmail.com. So uh, I will say I'm, I have actually started a YouTube mastermind specifically for uh, folks that are in the 2A community, the instructor community. If you want to start and grow a YouTube channel, 
uh, then send me an email. Uh, right now, I'm working with uh, Lisa Ludwig from She Trains You and Adam Winch from Defenders USA. Um, so if you're not familiar with the um, the mastermind concept, uh, basically, I'll be I'm providing some education type stuff, a lot of the same stuff that we've talked about um, on the podcast today. Um, but you know, how to come up with ideas for videos, how to make thumbnails, how to search keywords, what topics to choose, all of those kind of things. But then also a mastermind provides a community of other people that are making YouTube videos that are learning from each other. So it's not just, you know, me talking and, and lecturing. Uh, it's us getting together by video and by chat and really connecting and learning from one another. Um, so I'm super excited about that. So if folks are interested in that, then they can definitely reach out to me by email. Super. Well, again, we really appreciate you being on tonight. And uh, yeah. we'll see what the future holds as far as if I come out with a video channel for it. Because yeah. um, it, there's a lot of fun to it. And uh, the whole point, you know, why I'm into instructing and the passion mm -hmm. i have for the podcast channel is to try to get the message across and help people be the best they can be and if, and as much as i'm not i'm not thrilled to put put my mug on in a video if yeah. it can help out i'd be willing to do that yeah everybody's uncomfortable to start with but it just takes practice to to start doing it and, and it can be a lot of fun yeah the first 30 or so podcast that i listened to myself it was just like i hate listening to myself yeah <laughs> i really do but now i go along and i listen to it and i and i'm sitting there okay i better start doing this stop doing that yeah on each of the each of the podcasts to make it to where we are today so yeah. that's really good well appreciate it will and yeah. uh stay safe yeah thanks for having me that's a wrap for this episode i hope you found some good information from my interview with will and how he's using youtube and if you have other topics similar to YouTube, you'd like me to find somebody or, or even yourself to come on and talk about, email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. And don't forget about the other Concealed Carry podcast out there, the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast, as well as the original uh, Concealed Carry podcast. And I hope to see you at the Guardian Conference in September, September 15th through the 17th at Oklahoma City Gun Club. Great time. Great training. And I hope to see you there. If you have comments for us, feel free to leave those on our Facebook page or on our website at firemtrainerpodcast.com. And while you're at our website, don't forget to go along and look up some of the older podcasts we might have that might be of interest to you on marketing, on going along and being a little bit more effective with adult education. Uh, we have all those topics out there and more. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Training Association, ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Certified instructors go along and get their insurance for 10% off by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.